Rugby, Leinster League Division 2B. Carla War FC get the better of low-scoring local derby. Article by John Shirley. The score, Tullow 6 points, Carlo 7. For a long time in this Leinster League derby match at the Black Gates on Sunday, it looked as if Tullow's recent dominance in this fixture was set to continue, as the home side bravely protected their 6-0 lead. However, with 10 minutes remaining, Carlo got the breakthrough try that they had long threatened. The conversion by full-back Richard White gave the visitors the victory by the narrowest of margins. The game was played on Tullow's new artificial pitch in cold, still conditions in front of a large crowd. Five minutes into the game, a Carlo penalty clearance failed to find touch in the Tullow 22. The long probing return kick was dropped by the Carlo backs and the Tullow scrum was upgraded to a Tullow penalty because of back chat to the referee. From some distance out on the right, out half Paul Canavan's kick went in off the post. Six minutes later, Carlo conceded another penalty in similar circumstances, and Canavan struck another fine penalty to put the home side six points ahead. In the recent games between the two combatants, Tullow tended to dominate the scrums and mauls. On Sunday, there were glimpses of this Tullow power, but mostly it was the visitors who held both the territory and possession advantage. In particular, Carlo began to steal a lot of the home lineouts. Carlo moved the 6 foot 6 inch Wes Shirley to the front of the lineout, and this seemed to upset the Tullow throwers. Carlo backs looked threatening at times, but the fast tracking Tullow line gave the visitors little room to operate. Late in the first half, good work by Richard White and Dan Crotty saw Kayvon Brennan tackled inches short of the Tullow try line. This was followed by a frenzy of Carlo charges at the line. Tullo number 8 was yellow carded, but the 14 men managed to hold up Carlo in the in-goal area and the siege was lifted. For much of the second half, the home side was penned well back towards their 22. This wasn't helped by Canavan slicing many of his clearances. 20 minutes in, Tullo's Ryan O'Neill was sin-binned for taking out Richard White in the air. White was wide with the resultant penalty. This was followed by a spell of Carlo getting an unexpected upper hand in the scrums. James Nolan, Matty O'Donovan and John Lyons had been sprung from the subs bench. Carlo opted for a scrum when awarded a penalty near the Tullow try line. This time Tullow brought on front row sub Aaron O'Byrne and actually managed to drive back Carlo and secure an exit penalty. This exchange, plus the missed Carlo penalty, had the home crowd thinking that it might be their day. But the Carlo backs started to get more space. Wes Shirley made a lot of ground from lineouts and offloaded to his backs. Eventually, the Tullow defence was breached by a jinking run from Kayvon Brennan, Carlo's most threatening back. The try was scored about half from the post to the sideline, but Richard White put the conversion straight through the posts. In this derby match, Tullow rarely threatened the Carlo try line, and in the ten remaining minutes, only a last-ditch tackle stopped Carlo's Callum Murphy from scoring again the corner. The 2021-22 Leinster League is now halfway through. The Black Gates win has cemented Carlo in third place. Carlo's competition has been lessened by the fact that Longford have been penalised five league table points due to alleged referee abuse by a club member. Athletics. Fastest woman on the planet, 
pays visit to Carlo. Article by Ger McNally. Olympic superstar Elaine Thompson Hera visited Carlo last week and thrilled a number of aspiring young athletes in the process. The Jamaican made sure of her place in the annals of Olympic history when she became the first woman in history to win both the 100 metres and 200 metres at back-to-back Olympics in Tokyo during the summer. Just for good measure, she added her fifth gold medal to her tally when helping Jamaica win the relay title. Just two weeks after the Olympics, she ran the second fastest 100 metres of all time when running 10.54 in the Diamond League in Eugene. So when she appeared at St. Lawrence O'Toole's AC on Thursday evening, it was quite the thrill for the youngsters present. She hosted a Q&A session and answered all the usual questions, but she was left a little bemused when Ava Broderick inquired whether she would be watching the Late Late Toy Show the following evening. On Friday, Thompson Hera paid a visit to a man she credits with helping a lot of her success during the summer, Anthony Stargagan. Star was celebrating the 25th opening of his rail to clinic and we'll have much more on that visit and the amazing success that he has enjoyed over the last quarter of a century in next week's paper. Thompson Hera departed Ireland on Saturday set for more sunnier climbs. She is currently in Monaco ahead of the World Athlete Awards on Wednesday where she is one of five nominees for the Female World Athlete of the Year Award. Soccer KCLR Carlo Shield semi-final Broderick starts post-inter-county career in style by firing New Oak into Shield final. Article by Harry Shorthose The score? Cretty Yard United 1, New Oak Boys 2 It's less than two weeks since Carlo GAA stalwart Paul Broderick announced his inter-county retirement and the Tin Ryland man's post-inter-county career has already gotten off to the perfect start as his left-footed strike saw New Oak through to the Shield final on Sunday morning at the expense of their old rivals and defending champions, Cretty Yard. On the pitch, in the early stages of this game, for large periods, it was a very cagey affair, almost like a game of chess, with both sides trying to psych each other out and test each other. There were few real major chances until the opening goal. It was New Oak who tested first, after four minutes, with a David Doyle effort from the left and under pressure from Mark Lyons couldn't get the control or power on the ball that he wanted. Connor Byrne's effort from the right two minutes later was struck with power, but ultimately saved by John Dunphy. Cretty Yard had a chance of their own through a Mikey Byrne corner, but Luke Ramsbottom blasted it over the edge of the box. With 20 minutes gone, Dean Kelly went close from the left, but he couldn't threaten. Six minutes later, Lee Salter tried to get a shot away from the left, but didn't have enough power or control on it, and hit it to the new oak keeper. On the half-hour mark, a Broderick free from the left hit off the wall and was cleared, whilst Chris Birmingham tried an effort but was blocked. With 10 minutes to go until half-time, Danny Doyle found himself through on goal, and with two defenders trailing him, took his time and slotted it in off the inside of the left-hand post to give Cretty Yard the advantage. This seemed to wake New Oak up, and they stepped up a gear. A Kelly effort was blocked before Broderick set up Birmingham from the right, but he blasted it wide at the back post, and Birmingham headed an effort wide at the back post. With a minute to go until the break, 
Will Hayes, an early substitute for David Doyle who had to be carried off the pitch, got on to the end of some good new oak work and put the ball into the back of the net to bring the game level just before the break. After the break, New Oak should have taken the lead when Kelly's shot from close range was saved by Dunphy with Hayes' rebound hitting the post and cleared. At the other end, Niall Purcell set up Shane Buggy at the back post from the right, but Buggy couldn't control the ball and scoffed his effort while a couple of minutes later Salter headed wide. Craig Comerford and James McGrath both swapped frees, but neither could make advantage of their opportunity. Comerford's was cleared, with McGrath skyrocketing his. Salter blasted an effort across the face of the goal from the left-hand side with 25 minutes left in the game before a Mark Lyons free didn't have enough power on it and Sean Gagan in the New Oak goal collected easily. With 13 minutes to go, McGrath's long-range effort was hit into Dunphy. It was a frantic final 10 minutes as New Oak went hunting for the goal. Broderick curled an effort from the right just past the far post, whilst Byrne tried to head from a Broderick corner, but it hit off his shoulder and went wide. Kelly and Salter both had late efforts saved. With the game looking like it was destined for extra time and even penalties, Broderick found the back of the net with an effort from just inside the box to send a new oak through to the final against Slaney Rovers, likely to be played on the 2nd of January. Cretty Yard had a number of late set pieces but struggled to do anything with them. And New Oak hung on as Cretty Yard slumped to a third defeat in a row in all competitions. The teams. Cretty Yard United, John Dunphy, Niall Purcell, Bobby Dowling, Luke Ramsbottom, Mark Lyons, Craig Comerford, Shane Buggy, Colin Osborne, Danny Doyle, Lee Salter. The subs, Peter Grogan, Anthony Fitzpatrick, Ryan Byrne, Garrowood Cudahy, James Reddy, David Kelly. New Oak Boys Sean Gagan, James McGrath, David O'Shea, Lee Murphy, Dylan Cately, Connor Byrne, Chris Birmingham, Dean Kelly, David Doyle, Lee Walker, Paul Broderick. The subs Will Hayes, Keen Dowling, Daryl Coleman, Pa Kavna, Greg Sakula, Lee Gordon, Daniel Hayden. KCLR Shield semi-final. Four goal Slaney cruise into final. Article by Tom Begley. The score: Slaney Rovers four, Parkville United nil. Slaney Rovers booked a place in the KCLR Shield final against New Oak with a comfortable win. Parkville went into the game as favourites, unbeaten in the league against a Rovers side whose form had deserted them in recent weeks. But as so often happens in knockout competition. The form book was turned on its head. United were the better side for most of the first half, but despite piling on the pressure and carving out decent chances, none of Michael Dawbosh, Mick Nolan or Jack O'Neill could convert when well placed. With five minutes to go to the break, Slaney made them pay for those missed chances. Adam Kyo and Leboher Lesko combined brilliantly to set up Dominic Byrne, and despite loud appeals for offside, Byrne kept his cool to fire Rovers into a half-time lead. Parkville dominated the early second-half exchanges but were denied twice by the goal frame as both Nolan and O'Neill saw efforts come back off the post. With Parkville pressing forward, their high defensive line was exposed when Lesko put a simple ball over the top for the on-running Adam Kyo to smash home Rovers' second goal just after the hour. 
Conor O'Brien made it 3-0 15 minutes later after beating three defenders before finding the net. United, to their credit, kept plugging away, but got no joy from a defence led by Reagan Murphy. Shane Murphy headed home a fourth late on from a Joe Thompson corner, as Slaney eased into the final in a bid to win their first Carlo Shield since 2011. Best for Slaney were Paddy Farrell, Mick Foley and Joe Thompson, while Michael Dobosch and Jack O'Neill stood out for Parkville. Kingsley wins major college championship, article by Harry Shorthose. From Greg Cullen to Mississippi, Blessing Kingsley has had quite the year. Just a year ago she was trying to break through to the Wexford youth side and now 12 months later has become West Division champion with her university for the very first time in their history. Blessing said that this was beyond her biggest dreams. It's incredible. I never ever thought I would achieve this much. Never in a million years would I have imagined I would have achieved this much. It was a league kind of system. They called them conferences here, and we had to play all the teams in the West and a couple from the East as well. It's a pretty big achievement, and it's the first time the university has ever won it. She says that the game in the US is rather different to here, and that adapting to it has made her a better player since she joined in January. The game is a lot faster. You have to be a lot fitter because a player can go off and come back on again. So if you're constantly bringing in fresh players, you're going to have to be a lot fitter to keep up with them. I think I've become a lot stronger and a lot faster and sharper, and I think it's really helped me develop more as a player. I scored eight goals this season, which is a pretty good return. I'm really happy with how I'm playing and really enjoying it. Carlo Soccer Scores Tully's Travel Division Vale Wanderers 2, Kaleshan FCB nil. Parkville United B6, Castle Rangers 1 Mill Celtic nil, Crettyard United B1 Ardatton Athletic FC nil, St Patrick's Boys B1 Carlo Soccer Whites Pharmacy Division 2 St Joseph's 2, Balting Glass Town 1 Vale Wanderers B2, New Oak Boys B1 Nurney Villa 3, Hanover Harps B, nil. Burn Celtic 4, Round Tower Rovers 1. Under 17s, Nurney Villa AFC 4, St Joseph's AFC 6. Hanover Harps AFC 3, Ballymurphy Celtic AFC nil. JF Sports Under 19 Division, Ballymurphy Celtic AFC nil. Hanover Harps AFC 8. Kaleshan AFC 5, St. Pat's AFC 2, Dolman Celtic AFC 4, Vale Wanderers AFC 1. KCLR Shield Semi-Final, Cretty Yard United 1, New Oak Boys 2. Slaney Rovers 4, Parkville United 0.